Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Good morning. Well, I said I see new faces. How many of you are new? This, you've been in the last year you've come. I want you to see, stand up. I want to see you. If you're new to this church in the last year, fantastic. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. And they're good looking. They're good looking people. You can be seated. Uh, last year, I'm a gift giver. I love gifts. And last year, I brought something for your pastors, some cologne. And it was Victor and Wolf Spice Bomb and Flower Bomb and have prophetic words with it. Uh, so I brought, you guys come over here, I brought you something this year as well. But the word for you guys this year is upgrade. Everybody say upgrade, upgrade. So you got nicer cologne this year. That was great, but that was last year. And it'll still work, all the properties that went with it. So I wanna start with uh, yours, Pastor Patricia. It is Joe Malone's Mimosa and Cardamom. And here's the properties of it. It's mists of honeyed golden mimosa floating above the spiciness of freshly crushed cardamom, which is in the Bible. Creamy tonka and smooth sandalwood woven under powdery helotrope and damask rose picked at dawn. That sounds good, doesn't it? Smells good. So here's the words for it. Warm, ethereal, and mesmerizing. For yours, it's a wood sage and sea salt. These two clones, uh, one's a little more masculine, one's a little more feminine, but they can also be interchanged unisex or worn together. So we're gonna get into that in a moment. The wood sage and sea salt escape the everyday along the windswept shore. Waves breaking white, the air fresh with sea salt and spray, alive with the mineral scent of the rugged cliffs, mingling with the woody earthiness of sage. And here's what it is for you. Lively, spirited, and totally joyful. So uh, this year, here's what the Lord... Here's what the Lord spoke to me for you guys. Upgrade for the whole church. Upgrade for you. you. Got an upgrade in colognes, but also they're interchangeable. And there's a coming. You are greatly unified. I love this church because of the unity of your pastors. And if I lived anywhere in this vicinity, I would not look for another church. I'd be right here. Uh, there's no way I'd go anywhere else. So, uh, but the unity you have is going to come together in such a tangible way that you will be interchangeable and nearly morph into one another. And so I would, I would suggest at times you, you wear both. You're gonna begin to smell alike. Now, there'll be days that you'll be spice bomb and power bomb, you know, and a flower bomb and spice bomb, but there's, there's days that you'll like, especially in warfare, okay, let's get it together. Let's come together. We're gonna be the same scent. We're the same strength. We're pulling it together because that's what the Lord is doing for this church this year. And the word is upgrade. Here's what the word upgrade is for you guys, for this church. Upgrade, I use it as a verb. To upgrade means to raise to a higher standard, in particular, to improve something by adding or replacing components. So God is bringing upgrade upgrade to this house. Would you stand and stretch your hands towards your leaders that as they lead you this year, in the year 2024, there would be even a greater blending of the, the varied anointings that they bring, that they're going to merge in even a more powerful way, be interchangeable. They're going to smell alike some days. Some days they're going to be different, but some days the enemy will be freaked out because there's 
such strength in the unity that it's going to knock him down. So, Father, I thank you for this couple that lead this beautiful church. And I speak upgrade into the ministry you've called them to. I speak upgrade into North Palm. I speak upgrade into Myrtle Beach. I speak upgrade into leadership. I speak upgrade in their marriage and their family. I speak upgrade in their friendships and business endeavors. I speak upgrade in everything they are involved in and the things that they're about to be involved in. And I speak that will bounce back and boomerang on this body in North Palm here in Charleston and in Myrtle Beach, the boomerang effect would come right back on this body. In Jesus' name, amen. So talking about upgrade, I'm believing God is going to take you to new heights this year, 2024. I was speaking at a youth conference yesterday for several hundred youth pastors and just challenging them, uh, the director said, John, I want you to come and speak on prophecy and finance to the youth pastors. I was like, well, that's a little different for youth pastors. Why did you ask me to do that? He said, because you're the profitable prophet. I figured you'd figure it out. I was like, got it. Okay, got it. So I challenged them on generosity, giving, being exceptional givers. And I'm going to share, I wasn't going to share, but I'm going to share this quick story it was in, I think, 2006, end of 2006, into 2007. We were pastoring a church, uh, not the church we're at now. It was a different church. Actually, this was a little before that. And uh, my wife was eight and a half months pregnant with Eden, which we'll be singing in just a moment, my daughter. And uh, our church was not doing well. Uh, we had been there... Uh, probably, I think, seven, eight years, we had just moved into a new building, had some extra expenses. Uh, as the expenses grew, some of the people are like, we've already given enough, so they ducked out. You know, I just, and so it got very tight. We weren't getting our full paycheck. We had just put money down on a house. We were moving out of the parsonage, and it all hit at once, and it wasn't good. We didn't even have furniture for our daughter's baby room. And my wife's nesting at eight and a half months, about to have a baby. And so I, I pray, God, what is the answer? And I heard the Lord speak very clearly to me. Go one year without a salary, don't get a job, and watch me provide. That sounded risky, but it sounded like God. But I didn't have as much wisdom back then as I do now. So here's what happened. I came home. Our youth pastor was a college student. He was poor too, so he would eat at our house some nights. So um, my little boy, he was three. He was there at the house. I came home. The youth pastor showed up. It had just turned dark, and my wife said, I need to run to the store, and I need a break anyway. Could you watch Nehemiah a few minutes? I'll be back. Sure. She goes out to the car. I thought, this is the great time to tell her what God's doing in our life. So I go out there, and she rolls down the window. She goes, yeah. I said, hey, the Lord told me what's going to happen with our finances. He's going to fix it. She goes, oh, what, what is it? Well, he told me not to take a paycheck for a year, and he's not, don't get a job, and he's going to take care of it. She goes, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Threw it into reverse and slammed in the used pastor's car. Bad timing. So I dropped it. I thought, okay, this isn't going to work. Bad presentation, bad form bad timing, 
and my faith was not at the level that I even visited it again. So it was a, a rough year, a very hard year for us. We battled through it, we scraped through it, we got by, we got in our house, but it was one of our hardest years financially. Moved to the church we're at now, and I took our staff to a conference in Oklahoma, and uh, the speaker said, there's a young minister today that I want to recognize. He pastors in Arkansas, got into a new church building. They were having trouble with the church. Some of the people left. They had extra expenses. Their, his wife was due with a baby at any time. They didn't have money for paint for the walls. And so the Lord spoke to him and said, if you'll go one year without a salary and don't work and build this church, I'll provide. Do you think that got my attention? So I'm looking like, what's going to happen? He said, so the pastor did it, told the church, no paycheck for a year. We're going to make it through this. God's going to provide for us. I'm not going to get another job. I'm going to put even more energy into this house. We're going to build this church. In a year, the church was debt-free. That pastor received more money he'd ever received that year. The very next day, a furniture truck pulled in, filled their nursery with new furniture, Paint was provided. Somebody else provided a deep freeze. Somebody else brought meat and filled it up. All year long, miracle after miracle. Well, I'm crying. I'm not rejoicing. I'm sitting there crying, thinking, that's my testimony. That's mine. So I told God, God, give me another chance. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. I promise. Another chance. It took seven years. Seven years. And it was in January. Beginning of the year, I said, every year I'd say, Lord, what would I do? So, Lord, what would I do this year? And I heard that voice very clearly that asked something strange. Said, give away all your clothes. Keep one outfit for one year. You cannot shop for yourself for one year. Ooh, now I like clothes. I like shoes. And I like more than one thing. I, I'm not preaching against tattoos, but I don't have one because I would want to scrape my skin off because I would get bored with it. So, I like change. So to think of wearing the same clothes every day for a year was hard. And I chose one shirt. I chose a pair of jeans, one jacket, one, pair, one underwear, socks, belt, and shoes. And thought, this is it. I was scheduled, pastors, at the end of the month to go to Springfield, serve with the Assemblies of God as their prayer leader. And I was going to serve there one month. And I thought, how ridiculous is this going to be to lead these people in prayer? And I'm wearing the same outfit every day. So I thought, maybe this isn't God. So I called my mentor. Hey, here's what the Lord thinks. That's weird, right? What do you think? John, I think that's the Lord. Dang it. <laughs> so I knew my wife would shut it down. She shuts down what God's doing. So I knew she would do it. So I told her, and she goes, you know what? That sounds exactly like Jesus. I love that. Had nothing to do with her. So I see how that works. But she was, she was right. So there was a new convert. He was 23 that I'd been training and speaking on hearing God's voice. And so I said, meet me at the church on Saturday. I loaded up my truck with all my clothes and I had a lot of clothes, a lot of coats, a lot of suits, shoes, everything. Put it in the back of the truck, borrowed some um, display racks from one of the stores and in the church foyer, it was filled with my clothes. Had tables with shoes and I was gonna share the next stage of the church. This is what I'm doing. What's the Lord asking you to do? Because leaders need to lead. So we finished, and I have to be honest, I wasn't in the best mood. This wasn't like, oh, this is fun. I'm going to give all these clothes away and get to wear this all year. 
So we finished, and uh, the guy's mentoring said, what are you doing right now, pastor? I said, I think I'm going to go home. I was going to go be sad at home, you know, just lay on the bed and think, I got some clothes. Um, so he said, why don't we go shopping? I was like, shopping for what? For clothes. I was like, did you not hear me? I was aggravated then. I told you I can't shop for one year. He goes, but you taught me to hear God's voice, right? I was like, yeah. He goes, well, God told me you can't shop for yourself, but I can shop for you. So I was like, oh, you're right. So we go. He buys me three pairs of pants. He buys me a couple shirts, a jacket, underwear, belt. All of a sudden, my wardrobe's tripled. And clothes started coming in. My closet filled up, not with what I had, but people heard what I did, and they started buying me designer clothes. Then I started opening my closet. It got so full that I was bringing in college students, get anything you want, and it get filled up again and again. My closet's ridiculous. It makes my wife mad right now. There's so much stuff in there. Because you can't outgive God. You can't do it. That week, a man came up to me. I was in an Italian restaurant. He said, I don't know you. He introduced himself. He said, I heard you gave away all your clothes. I said, yeah. He said, I, I own several stores. I own several businesses. And I have tenants. And one of them did not pay their bills. It's locked up. And they're paying me with all these clothes, a store of clothes that's yours. You see, what you give, you get back and you give. And I sewed, and it was incredible to see. Now, the reason I sewed, I saw later, and our church began to sew, because it was a couple years later, we were in a project, we were in a movie theater, we needed to rehabilitate it, we didn't own it, and our tithe at that point was 800000 to 900000 a year. And we needed to raise $1 million cash on top of that to redo it, and then when we got into it, we wanted to do more stuff, so it was $1.5 million. So our 900,000 tithe came in, a million cash came in. Then we told them, we're upgrading some more. Another 150,000 came in. Then we got stuck. And I said, God, we've given. These people have given. What's going on? A church called. The pastor said, our board would like to come visit. When are you having a meeting, your, your annual business meeting? I said, actually, in two weeks. They said, we just want to come and bless you. They brought a check for $350,000. You see, when you start sewing, there's upgrade in your life. Last night, Eaton and I were getting ready for the plane, and they said, uh, Mr. Bates, we've upgraded you first class. I love hearing that. I fly a lot, so I have points and stuff. Upgrade, I never turn down, but I have to fly to get the upgrade. They don't just send me upgrade. I'm working it. I'm moving. I'm traveling, so it just works. And so today, you're not going to bother me at all when I'm preaching. Here's what the Lord spoke to me to do. I don't do this everywhere I go. I do it here because it's where, I don't know, I feel at home here. And I see where God's taking you. And I see how he stretches you. So let's stand. And I want you to stretch. Just come on, begin to stretch. Maybe touch your toes, whatever, you know. Just stretch. Okay, while you're doing that, during worship, which was powerful. Man, you have a powerful worship team. Uh I went to the the green room, and Lord told me, start stretching. So I started stretching. I was like, okay, what's going on? And then my forearm started hurting so bad. I was like, oh, okay, because the Lord lets me feel what's going on that he wants to heal. And uh, uh, carpal tunnel and some wrist problems, and I started praying, and it popped all of a sudden. 
So if you have carpal tunnel syndrome or problems with your left wrist, forearm, would you raise your hand? Because the Lord wants to heal you today. Lift up your left hand. If, that's, if, it's, if it's your left hand, if you're around them, begin to pray. As they pray, begin to move it. Some of it is going to pop. You're going to feel heat in some of it. Some of it's going to get cold. Father, in the name of Jesus, you spoke to me. You're healing carpal tunnel. That's it. Just move it. Let it happen. It's so easy, Jesus. It's a prophetic word. Nothing's too hard for you. Healing is your children's portion. And I thank you for that word coming to light in their lives in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, before you're seated, is anybody feeling any difference in your hand? All right over here, okay. We're, we're seeing some witnesses. So during the sermon, continue, there's some here, keep moving it and rejoice and do not let the devil steal your healing. I, I was healed three years ago of gout. I had it for about 25 years. I had some trouble with my knee a couple of weeks ago, went to the doctor, he goes, oh, it's gout. I said, it's not gout. Yeah, it's gout. I said, I was healed of gout. So how do you explain the lingo to him? I said, Jesus touched me. I promise you it's not gout. He said, I'm sorry. This is gout. Here's the medicine. Well, I took the medicine. It didn't get better. So I went to another doctor. I said, he told me I have gout. I don't have gout. I know what it is. He goes, you're right. You don't have gout. I said, no, because I'm healed. When Jesus heals you, you're healed. So then he has an opportunity to heal me of something else. And I'll say I'm healed of that. That's how it works. So don't let go of the healing you received this morning. Stretch a little more. Stretch a little more. Okay. You can be seated. I, here's what I said. I don't do at every church. I speak at a lot of churches. I don't do this at every church. I do it where I feel there's good ground for me to sow into. I don't want to throw seeds in the desert. I like to throw seeds in very fertile ground. And I count this one of the fertile spots that I plant seed. So I brought a seed this morning that I'm going to sow into this house. This offering has nothing to do with me except that I'm going to sow into it. This is for this house. And so we just took tithe. This is offering. This is called upgrade. Upgrade. I did something like this last year. How many of you saw movement in your finances from the offering? I want you to raise your hand. The last year we received, many of you. And there were some big offerings that came in. And so if, if the ushers could help me and come get these envelopes, and I'm going to tell you what we're going to do with them. Um, as I speak today, this has to do with your year. I want business owners to stand up right now, all business owners. And then those of you who would like to start a business, I want to speak into you first that God is going to really increase you. I have a book. It's interesting that your pastor was talking about streams. I have a book entitled Streams Are For Fun. You should be doing in business what you enjoy doing. If you don't enjoy it, get out and do, do what you enjoy and get paid for it. I have nine streams of income. One I am not enjoying, so I'm pulling the plug on it. Adding another business with my son in April. We have a business plan. And then I have two inventions, a medical invention and a fashion invention that should go to product this year. So that'll be 11 streams of income. And I like them all. The one I'm not liking, I'm getting rid of. If you don't like it, kill it. Say that with me. If I don't like it, I'm going to kill it. You should enjoy it. People do not drown in streams. They play. Okay, you should enjoy what you're doing. So I want to speak into business owners. 
that this is, this is a day for you, for your business, to sow and get ready for upgrade. Oh, am I bartering with God? You're not stupid. No, we're not playing that. But I know when you sow, you receive, and you give again. This is to build kingdom. So you can be seated. Then I want all of you who have a job, I want you to stand. You're gainfully employed. Your job, you're working as unto who? The Lord. Do not show up with a bad attitude tomorrow. Jesus is your boss. Lift your hands and say, Jesus, thank you for the job you've given me. Uh, I'm not sure if I believe that. You're picturing your boss, and that Jesus is your boss. Come on, lift your hands high and say it again. Jesus, thank you for the job you've given me. I'm going to give 110% for your glory. Now thank him for that job. Yeah. This is your year of upgrade. This is year of promotion, advancement, raises, and some of you, Jesus is going to be the boss in a new place. You can be seated. Those of you on a fixed income, you're retired. Would you stand? Our senior adults are blessed at our church, and I sense this here. And they're continually coming to me and say, I wasn't supposed to get a raise. I got a raise this year in Social Security. I got a raise in this. I got a raise. They're always getting promotions and raises. And if you haven't had one in a time, this is your year of upgrade. To say, I'm fixed and that's it and it's not going to change, you're locking yourself in. Do not speak that. The power of life and death is where? In your tongue, not in Washington, D.C. So you could be killing and setting the limit for what God wants to do in your life. This is your year of upgrade. This is your year of upgrades. You can be. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.